What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Welcome to the Ringer Wrestling Show. I'm David Shoemaker here um, with a motley crew of semi-regulars. Actually, these are people that I work with every single day of the week, but, you know, they're not your normal your normal crew. I got um, joined first and foremost by Cal Davenport, the editor. You like that? You didn't even know. No one knew who was going to be first and foremost when I said it. Cal Davenport. <laughs> Editor of the ringer.com. He handles all the amazing wrestling content that we do over there, including the big board, Phil Schneider's wrestling, uh, best wrestling of the week, all that kind of stuff. He's behind the scenes, one of the most important people around here. Speaking of behind the scenes, we also got Ben Cruz, super producer extraordinaire, and Ryan Waters, who's on the ones and the twos, I believe is what the kids say. Um, <laughs> this is a big day. We had to jump on the, on the, to make a kind of emergency podcast because, well, when we scheduled this emergency podcast, it seemed or felt like WWE was about to be sold to the Saudi investment fund. That's no longer, um, that's no longer what people believe to be true. Um, I don't believe that it, the company, I don't have, the company has not been sold as of this recording time. And, um, Despite numerous tweets saying that the deal was done last night, Errol Hawani and others have come out today and said um, that it's not true. Um, the original tweet, one of the original tweets reporting the sale by uh, Stephen Mulhausen of DAZN, uh has been deleted. So it doesn't look like we have a lot of confidence in that sale at this moment in time. All of that, of course, over overshadows the fact that Stephanie McMahon resigned from the company again yesterday. Um, that we do know to be true. Even though she deleted the first tweet uh, announcing it, she posted it again. Um, Forgot about that. Was there a certain time she wanted to put it out there? Did she think people were going to... Because I didn't see anything different in the other tweet, no? 
No, I, I don't know why that happened. Um, here's what we do know, though. Vince McMahon is back. We talked about this, obviously, in previous podcasts uh, on this feed. I can report uh, that Vince McMahon is not just back, but he's back in the office this week. Um, and he is, as it was told to me, working pretty exclusively on the sale of the company. You can take from that what you will. Yeah, that's obviously you know what I've been told, but he has stressed internally that Triple H is still the CCO and head of creative. And Vince is, uh, you know, Nick Khan is the sole CEO and in charge of, you know, business affairs as he, as he has been since his arrival. It does seem like Vince is pretty narrowly involved. I mean, the, what's left, you know, what piece of the pie has left is selling the company. Uh, and that seems to be Vince's focus right now. Now, who knows? I mean, we, we could be having another podcast tomorrow um, where Vince has announced that he's head of creative again. We, we, know, we, don't, we don't know how this stuff works. I mean, we, we could, anything could happen. I saw that I guess the first word hit Reddit. I hope it wasn't just somebody being like, are you down to shake up, you know, Twitter for for a couple hours tonight and then just drop us? Because my assumption, if it wasn't NBC Universal, it would have been something to do with um, somebody in Saudi Arabia, only because those are two of the people that they're working with most frequently. They're doing two premium shows every year in Saudi Arabia and building those up more. Um, and of course, NBC Universal is USA and, you know, their history is going on for decades. But uh, I was trying to watch the Golden Globes and this this kind of messed up my Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, basically everything that follows is going to be speculation. So mm -hmm. take everything with a grain of salt. Um, the reason why... To me, the Saudi thing held some water. I mean, why, why it passed the smell test is because if WWE is going to be sold, and it does look like there's some urgency, legitimate urgency to the sale. Now, we've all talked about the, the notion that maybe it's a smokescreen for Vince just reclaiming his old job and keeping everything the way it is, but, um, but taking it at face value. Uh, it makes sense that they would... I mean, Nick Khan has said this out, out loud. It makes sense for them to sell the company to someone they've been invested. They're already in business with, whether that's Comcast, as you said, whether that's Fox, um, and frankly, Saudi Arabia fits into that category, right? I mean, they're already in in business with them, and even though they're not broadcast by them, or you know, they're not a, they're not a direct partner year round. Obviously, the Saudi investment fund has the money to do this sort of thing. So that I think that's why I think for a lot of people it 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 was believable. Um, for First of all, when when you summoned us to do this pod, I was under the impression we were exclusively talking about Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller from last night. But that's fine. Here we'll, he goes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some other <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, with the rope breaking. <laughs> but to your point, Dave, I mean, I sent a a link to the WWE chat, yes, our WWE chat yesterday, kind of in jest. You know, who are the betting odds favorites uh, on Bavada for all us degenerates out there on who will buy WWE? Sure, Com Comcast was the favorite. And I think the Saudi crew was the third, had the third best odds. So to your point, I mean, when this stuff started to leak out last night, the Saudi one wasn't the most shocking uh, given, again, kind of their, their relationship, their existing relationship already. It, it, I don't, I mean... I was also watching the Warriors get blown out by like 30 last night. So my heart was in shambles as it was. This, the, the Saudi thing didn't necessarily improve my evening. Um, and 
I don't know. I'm on on one level again. Wasn't shocked. Was a little surprised. Wasn't shocked, but I don't know. I, I, how how are we all feeling now that we've kind of gone through this cycle? Like, are we are we relieved? Are we? Is this just the beginning uh, of of I'll, more? I'll answer. I'll, I'll answer because I I, I don't. I really want to be straightforward about this. I mean, this is my job, right? And if they were sold to Saudi Arabia, I would probably not quit my job. You know, I have, I, you know, right. I have a mortgage, you know, and, 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 uh, <laughs> exactly. um, and so I, and so there's some, you know, moral distaste, uh, would probably become a part of the job and expressing that would be, you know, an, a going concern. People that follow my work, um, can listen to all my takes on live golf on, the press box and previous engagements with Saudi Arabia the, uh, on this podcast. So taking myself out of the equation, I can say I got a bunch of text messages last night from people who I think pretty straightforwardly said, you know, I can't watch anymore. Or actually, the, one of the most compelling ones was someone who'd been to WrestleMania, I think, every year for the past 25 years, minus one or two, um, who said, you know, I'll be watching from the couch from now on. You know, I can't. Right. I'm not going to go. And it's that right. sort of thing where you're just like, man. Pro wrestling is an amazing art form. It's an amazing spectacle. Uh, right. I think. I think for all of us, at its very base, it's like, like a cool thing to do with your friends, or like a thing you like mm -hmm. to talk about with other people. And it, and when that starts getting in the way of relationships, you know that right. that becomes that makes it incredibly hard, man. And I think that that's uh, you know you. Uh, I think what we saw over the pandemic in a lot of different uh, arenas. Um, figurative arenas, not wrestling arenas, is that you know the it, it doesn't take much to dissuade somebody from watching a thing they've always watched, and if it you know those little things really can add up to the end of a business, you know. So um, I think that would be really tough. I can't just say I just got a message from WWE, just reiterating the fact someone at WWE. This is not from w, the WWE user at WWE.com account. <laughs> It says the sale to Saudi Arabia stuff is 100% false. Well, the report is 100% false. Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you for that clarification. I, I don't want just to be to be totally clear. What Ariel Hawani said is true. I think that there's uh, Ariel's report is couched in this way. It's not that in saying it's not this company. There's no no agreement for it to be sold at this time. He's being really specific about that. You can read that a couple of ways. You can read that as in it will be sold to Saudi Arabia tomorrow, or you could read, right. or you can read it as as which I I am inclined to read it that dismissing this out of hand uh, isn't helpful because it's probably I mean listen there, it it it's probably helpful for the sale of WWE for potential buyers to think that the Saudi investment fund is making an offer. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the key to that is you, <laughs> Nick Khan. I rem the one quote I remember from Nick Khan was, "Oh yeah, the company's always for sale," or something to that effect. Yeah. Like it, if the right if the right if the right offer comes up, and I mean six point five billion is what I was seeing in some reports. I, if you wanted to drive up what Comcast was saying or what someone else was saying, a, a, a little mm -hmm. leaked report like that, even if it's not true, could help. Yeah. Uh, to finish the, the, the what I was saying before, or to, or just spin off of it, the practical element. One of the practical elements of this is, I believe Live Golf that didn't couldn't even get a TV a TV deal right. for year one, but yeah, largely yeah. because of its you know its uh, ownership group and the Saudi investment fund. And, and 
And that, I mean, it's one thing to have, you know, a, a parent company that is morally reprehensible for any number of reasons. But it, when it, it actually, when the rubber meets the road, if you have trouble getting the TV deals, if you can't get the TV right. deals, then what's the, first of all, that, you know, damages the company severely. And second of all, what's the point? The value that we, we just paid for something that's not going to have the same value anymore, right? So, exactly. or, or or that whatever that six point five seven seven billion dollars would be drastically smaller because then you're producing your content as opposed to having you know Fox and Universal foot the bill every every week. Yep. That was the yeah. thing with WCW. Um, granted, mm -hmm. the streaming wasn't what it is today, but that was the thing. They didn't sure they could have bought the company, but they didn't have the TV deals. Right. So that right. makes Which me is wonder. the most important thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Uh, even separate from the TV deals, uh, and we don't need to just talk about the specter of Saudi Arabia for this entire podcast, but separate right. from the TV deals, um, one aspect uh, that might get overlooked is WWE owns wrestling history, right? Yes. They own, right. They own yep. the, ta the tape libraries and the, and the IP to so much of what we remember. It's not just Saudi Arabia, but anybody that buys this is going to control everything and you can and that's meaningful and that's a really i mean it, and it could be incredibly problematic if they're not good stewards of it now people complain about wwe as stewards of it and justifiably so mm -hmm. in some instances but i mean i would rather have i would i would rather have you know the current the, well wwe history whether or I mean, I would rather have Triple H overseeing the warehouses and the purchasing of of wrestling artifacts than than you know the Disney Corporation eliminating that to cut costs or what as a right. hypothetical you know and I and and you can look at the difference between wrestling history that we have access to on the WWE Network and what we're seeing on what we ha the access that we have on Peacock presently, which is to say a lot of something to a lot of nothing. Right. Uh, right. And 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 that should be a going concern. Um, you know, ideologically, there's the problems with Saudi ownership of wrestling history could be way way more severe. But yeah. all of that's you know, I mean, that's that maybe that's a secondary conversation to someone like me. It's 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 pretty meaningful. Well, I, I, I think when I finally got time to look at the SEC filings, and I, I want to transition to Stephanie in a second, I, I saw the initial thing that from Vince's side was specifically talking about the media rights and, and, and the sale, the licensing and the sale of, of the company and such. I was, my question is, now he, he's back. He installs himself and less than a week, she's resigning. Do you think a lot of their beefs were maybe Stephanie, or maybe he didn't have confidence in them, not to make this a whole succession conversation, but was this Logan Roy looking at Shiv saying, I don't think you can head the ship into where I think we can make them, you know, we can get the most bang for our buck. I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I do think that if kind of broadly speaking, did Stephanie leave because Vince came back? I think it's undeniably yes. I think that what, so when Stephanie left the first time last year, I remember wondering why, not wondering, I asked, I asked out loud and I asked people at WWE, why, why would you even announce that she was stepping down? Like, why not just keep on, just keep the title, keep some public appearances on your schedule and just like do let, don't do with the stuff that you don't want to do. And it, as it was explained to me, WWE was worried about at that point, 
remember where we were at that point in time. I mean, it, there was a whole lot of that was, you know, Triple H had sort of been had almost died, but then sort of been summarily dismissed in the meantime in his absence. And there's a whole bunch of palace intrigue shit going on. Mm -hmm. um, WWE was concerned that that it would leak out that Stephanie wasn't coming to work. Right. It would leak like and that's and, and, and SEC stuff included. You know, it's important. You have to be straightforward about your about your executives and their roles. But I think that it was more important to, to sort of be straightforward about the truth of the situation than to get the bad press from someone else reporting it. So um, that might be what's going on now. But I, but clearly the, the, the Stephanie Vince overlap is part of the problem. And I think Nick probably does have, well, I mean, I think Nick Khan is, 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 is obviously a hugely important figure inside WWE and has, right. and has, as, as, as it's explained to me, good relationships with all Stephanie, Mc, Stephanie, Vince and Triple H, you know, mm -hmm. but I do think that, that, um, I, I do think that, you know, and I, Vince and Nick have a really, really good working relationship. Um, mm -hmm. and as, as he, as did Nick with everybody else, I do think that, that Stephanie's, you know, again, I, I think that with Vince and Nick both there, there's less room for uh, Stephanie to operate. And frankly, I don't think that, I don't think that that um, I don't think she has any interest in having a job under those circumstances, having this job so, under what, those circumstances. I mean, I, I saw this um, on Twitter from I think it was John Alba in that. I mean, it was interesting right after when she resigned, you know, when Vince was trying to come back. I think the board was pretty unanimous in there saying, no, we we don't want you back. Right. And three members of that board are Stephanie or were mm -hmm. Stephanie, Nick Khan, and Triple H. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think once Stephanie resigns, everyone and, and I think in, in some ways rightfully assumed like she was the first domino, yeah. right? To 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 go. Mm -hmm. Is and, and you just mentioned it there, you know, Nick and Vince have a good working relationship. Vince also said he was he released that statement that said he believed in the, the current leadership structure and he was fine with it. All of a sudden, mm -hmm. Stephanie's gone. Is it, I don't know. Do you guys think that she she is the first domino? Was the first domino? It, it, it's I, I don't want to believe that, but at the same time, it's with Vince. It's again, you're you're never shocked. You're always just surprised when this kind of stuff happens. Right, right. I I think the Triple H of it all is very interesting. I think. Um, if if the power structure stayed, because the other thing in the SEC filing was that Vince had confidence, like you said, and confidence in the current leadership, including creative. If Vince doesn't want to get back into day to day, week to week writing scripts, running shows, I think Triple H would have no reason to, to go if if he could stay where he is right now. I think if it goes back to you know the last time where oh we're gonna do more you know overseas in nxt overtaking that back oh we're going to start pushing this talent overtaking that back if we start to see more of that triple h could be a domino but i don't know like because it, it's it's tough because where does he like like where i don't think he's going to AEW. like i don't i don't know what triple h would be doing outside of wwe so it's really how much he would be able to stay busy doing what he's doing right now in my opinion he may be the most important domino though because if he doesn't fall i don't know if anybody else is really going to be who else is more that important to fall down after triple H. It's a good question. I mean, I, I think that, um, first of all, 
despite how well things appeared to be going in Vince's absence, I can say with confidence that this was always Vince's return was always kind of on the radar for people mm-hmm. at WWE. Now, I you know, I'm, I'm I'm saying this in reaction to you you know what you said about the board vote. I'm not I obviously people weren't really excited for him to come back, but part of that is just the sort of bad PR cycle that comes with it. Um, I mean, I think let me put it this way: you could vote against Vince coming back. And then say to Vince directly to his face, obviously, I have to do that, right? Like, it's that, like, you right. know, there, here, there's these right. PR reasons, but I got your back as soon as you're, you walk in the door. And I think that he would be inclined to believe it, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, Vince, you know, maybe voting against him is a, is, is a positive thing in Vince's weird mind, you know? Like, you never, you don't <laughs> know how the, if that's going to work. But regardless, they, they, he was always sort of, the idea of him coming back was always sort of a reality. Now, when it happened, I think was a little bit of a surprise, although they'd been dealing with it obviously since December. Um, The, the other thing about this, I mean, this is a totally just imaginary. This is fantasy booking, but Mm -hmm. I did wonder when the Saudi story broke, if, if Vince had been negotiating prior to his return and that's why the Saudi thing sort of that's another reason the Saudi thing sort of held water because you can imagine that Comcast and Fox would be like why we can't negotiate with you you're not a representative of WWE right and so that that feels I'm sorry that feels the most succession of everything yeah Logan Logan Roy has to be at the table yeah they don't want to talk to anybody else if it's not Logan Roy approved yeah this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But Vince certainly was ready to hit the ground running when he came back. Um obviously was working with some legal aides and PR people or something separate from WWE. I, uh, it, I, I, I think that one of the most meaningful things that I've been told is whoever those people were that were helping him with press releases are not employed and he's back or, or done and they're, and he's back fully using the, the WWE system uh, machine at this point. So he's back. I mean, he's a hundred percent back. I feel like part of these negotiations, though, it's it's kind of like NBA free agency, right? That that was just my feeling is that these conversations have been happening, like just in, sale nego- sale it, conversations about selling the company. Yeah, just yeah. with him, I, you know. And th- the reports are coming out now, so it seems like these negotiations have just started, similar to you know July first in the NBA calendar. But yeah, I mean, if he's been, if everyone's been aware that he's been looming. 
I feel like these conversations have just been they've they've also been happening just yeah. without our our complete knowledge. Sure, sure. I mean, everybody knows what the dollar figure is. It's a publicly traded company. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's yeah, going to yeah. be some obviously that you know you bid right. I mean, there's it's it's not a set price, but um, but you know the kind of range that you'd be talking about and and. Nikon has been really open about the fact that I'm sure, listen, I'm sure at any point in the past 10 years, if somebody had came, you know, came along with a, with a publisher's clearinghouse check for $10 billion and WWE would have happily put it in the bank, you know? Um, I think what's interesting, I mean, it, it, what everybody's really interested in talking about Triple H, I think it's impossible. And even Nikon, I think it's impossible to talk about the idea of a, a sale without talking about the ideal of sort of, uh, you know, executive succession. And I don't, um, if this were uh, WWE is a different th pro wrestling is different than Lucasfilm in that mm -hmm. you can buy, acquire the entire Star Wars empire and then say let's put one of my people in charge of that right or you can say does JJ Abrams have like two hours a week he can give us you know there's different ways that you can manage a, pro a property like that and wrestling not only is the weekly grind so much different than anything else but also it's like nobody Nobody at Fox or Comcast or whatever, I'm sure, believes that they have the singular expertise to run a pro wrestling operation. So I believe, mm -hmm. I truly believe that if WWE ever got sold, some combination of Nick Vince, Triple H, maybe others, you know, mm -hmm. obviously Kevin Dunn, all these people who are who are who are, who are executives have been there a long time, would be would continue to be employed for some long period of time. I think there's been a lot of justifiable speculation, including for me, that. They'd be look. Vince might be looking for a seller that would let him stay in charge. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, a which buyer. Saudi, sorry, that which, would which the Saudi group would be right. Well, like, but anybody classify. could be. I mean, listen. Yeah. I think I think it's fair to say. I think it's fair to assume that you know someone like Comcast might not be real thrilled about keeping Vince in charge after his past year, all the accusations against him. Um, and I'm not saying Com Comcast in particular. I mean, just sort of an American media company that has to deal with such public reaction um but who knows who knows i mean I, and, and i do think that as much as um i mean and it, it might be a condition of the sale there might be some you know you got to keep me on as whatever as as booker emeritus for the rest of my life or like whatever you know like i, I don't i don't i don't know um, golden pencil i think that's the main thing from fans is okay if they sell does Vince go back into creative? That's the right. seems to be that's what the fans are really concern. concerned about. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. I, listen. I, I've I've had experiences with all of the people that we've talked about in this conversation. Um, Vince obviously has an amazing presence when he walks into a room. I mean, it's like it's it's he's and and he's he's you know really it's not even charismatic. He's just he is like a otherworldly sort of being. Mm -hmm. Um. I do think that some of, I, I mean, I, obviously, if it's if you're interested in buying the company, hopefully you'd be, you know, sort of cognizant of, of reality enough to, to say that if you ever believed in a sort of Vince fairy dust sort of theory, it's no longer, it can't be true anymore, right? No one can think that Vince is absolutely necessary to the to the operation of this company after the past six months. So I, 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 I was going to say, I think I was thinking about that earlier, though, because it, it, this just like, it's so hard to find a successor for Vince I think because he's kind of built it to where he's so he's so vital to the company yeah if it had been six months it, ago that would have they would have been impossible to do with that I mean I think that his scandals whatever would have justifiably scuttled the prospect of any high dollar sale 
Right, right. So maybe it helps the company that he's not necessary. It certainly helps the value of the company that he's not solely necessary to it. But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in negotiations. I was going to say, having dealt with all these people, you can't, I mean, just Vince is, Vince is, Vince is in a kind of separate category, not better, not higher or lower. He's just off to the side. But Triple H and Nick Khan are both incredibly, incredibly charismatic people. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, Nick Khan is, has de- dealt directly with a huge number of the people who, you know, are going to be involved in buying it if it's an American media corporation. Um, Triple H is, is, is a you know real dude when you meet him, man. I mean, he's 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 got that part of the job down, um, or the you know the kind of public meeting part of the job down pat. And he and and so like you know if you're a media company X and you're looking into it and and everybody walks into a room, you're not going to be like, well, Vince is the only one that can do it because you're looking at other people who can do it, right? I mean, and certainly you'd look at someone like Nick or someone like Paul or Hunter, you know, and and say they probably fit the mold a little bit more of, you know. What, of other executives in our company but um but who knows i mean i, I it, it's going to be a very very interesting very very interesting process and i it, it's um you know uh, i've heard a little bit of, i mean i there's been a little bit of chatter about shane over the past month um about you know him sort of being around i think he's kind of always around and he's certainly in the loop on a lot of what's going on but i do think it's really interesting that this is <laughs> I mean, who knows who's going to be employed at WWE next week, but it is interesting that both McMahon kids are gone and in their place is, you know, Triple H and Nick Khan. And I mean, obviously Triple H married into the family, but like the, if, if, the, if, if what WWE now says is true, then the, the heirs of the, of the, you know, the, the, the metaphorical heirs of Vince are now those two dudes. Yeah. I mean, and he'll fire. He could fire them both next week. Who knows? <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, I mean, again, Dave, you, you, and uh, Peter talked about this on Friday. I mean, the succession thing, and, and Cal has mentioned it too. It's, it's low hanging fruit, but if you look at it, it's very much Perfect. shaped to be that way right now, right? All the kids are out. Tom, Tom is in, right? Tom is Triple H <laughs> in in this uh, in this comparison. So That's it's a. I, I keep trying to steer myself into a different comparison as to what is actually happening here, but succession just keeps coming back into it is into what it face. is. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, I yeah, I mean, if they sold it to saw, I kept I kept making the comparison to uh, the, to Silicon Valley, another HBO show, which is much less right. serious, but just because the if the if the if a sale like the Saudi sale went through, it's it's like the end of every season of Silicon Valley where the stakes go up and up and up, and then they just like sell the company to someone else who will put the main dude back in his old job and everything's fine, yeah. you know. And um, and then we go on to season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince season is definitely three. Russ Hanneman, by the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> definitely character wise. Yes, um, I, I do think. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I the succession stuff's out. It's just crazy, and it's also yeah. you know what I mean. It's very pro wrestling. I got 100%. someone, someone who who is um, very well placed uh, texted me yesterday when, after Stephanie stepped down and said, okay, this is the first time that I've actually wondered whether or not this is all a work. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> because that's the, that's the thing about the step, both, right. both Stephanie departures, which I was getting at earlier, they don't make sense in, mm. from a logistical standpoint, right? It's like, why, 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 how does that help the company? How does that help the sale of the company? How does that help? your perception of you or your family or anything, you know, it's, it's all just sort of, but you know, 
I guess in terms of expediency, now this is when she needed to do it for her own mental health or whatever else, and that's just sort of how they do it. And I know that, and obviously WWE took some care in the exit in the press release about her exit. It wasn't just right. like, you know, I was joking that if Vince really wanted to like rub salt in the wound, he could go out and go out on SmackDown and and have a thank you Steph chant for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. She's she's not like Prince Harry, you know what I no. mean? Like it's it yeah. So it's 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 just I I think that's the key. It it just doesn't make neither of the departures make any real sense of what's going on right I now. I think I mean I I I would not I would not claim to understand, but I do think that she it, it does seem like she just got into the point where she was like, I'm done. I'm not working with her dad every day was not something that she was interested in doing, especially when compared to spending time with her teenage kids, you know, on the heels of her husband almost dying. I think that's, that's the, that is the narrative that's kind of being put out from her side that she's sort of made a life decision. And then with her dad gone was like, okay, I can come back and this sort of role and help sort of, you know, help, help things maintain, stay afloat. And then as soon as Vince came back, she was like, you know, maybe she thought maybe she gave a good 24 hours of thinking things could be, you know, that it would not be the same. And then she just sort of hit the skids. So I, well, do I don't know. I don't know that it took that long. She might have just known, you know, known immediately upon him sending out that press release. Well, right. Dave, I was I was curious on her resigning it, itself and, and, and Brian Cal, if you guys want to chime in, too. But were you actually were you surprised? Like, how surprised were you on a scale of one to ten that she was leaving? Because I remember when I texted you, your response was. Whoa. And usually when I text people WWE news who kind of are in the wrestling space, I'm expecting some sort of jaded answer. Of, yeah. Well, you know, no, it's, it's, and- it's, it's, it's surprising. It's, it's very surprising. I think, well, I mean, I think that when Vince announced his return or when whatever, when that news broke, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us really had a, a you know, a frame of reference for what was going to happen next. I, I think I, I erroneously read it as a sort of one man coup right to come back Mm -hmm. and force his way into the company and that every single person who everybody else who was involved would be opposed to it like on a day on an in an active way and obviously there's no limit to what he can do as the majority shareholder i mean they can't limit his his abilities and yet i think i just sort of assumed that stephanie and Nick and Triple H were sort of aligned and would dig in a little bit, you know? Um, and so when she announced that she was leaving, I think that what that's, it shocked me because uh, I had to disabuse myself of that, of that notion. I mean, I, it, it was the fact of the matter is Vincent Nancy was back. And, and for the most part, the people in the E-suite were just like, oh, okay, well, make sure that someone dusts his office before he gets here, you know, like (laughs) kind of back to business as usual in a lot of ways, you know? Um, So, yeah, but it it, it was really shocking because I don't think, I mean, listen, there's a reason you compare this to succession. You compare it to pro wrestling storylines, you compare it to whatever those shows all work because they leave you with your jaw hanging open at the end of every episode. Right. And it's not like, Oh, that was a surprise twist. Sometimes it's that, but it's often just like, how could a person do that to a person that they're <laughs> purportedly love? These are like every bit of it is is intriguing in that way. Yeah, I I do like the I do like the thoughts about um, Stephanie specifically because I think one thing with the pandemic, not only have businesses had to learn how to adapt, and people have 
a lot of people have figured out what they will and will not tolerate from work, from, you know, certain relationships and, and the other. I, Stephanie is, I think she's somewhere in the middle of all that. But I think on the outside, out with WWE kind of, I guess, realigning to what it would have been pre-pandemic, a lot of companies are doing that. There's reports saying, you know, we're going back to four day work weeks and, you know, you can't be working at home. Like, like you know, I think a lot of people, there's a sense of, COVID-19 is done. Let's get back to business. Mm -hmm. And for Vince, that may mean let's get back to selling the damn company. <laughs> so he's got to get back in there, get in the trenches. And and Stephanie said, screw it. I'm, I'd, I'll I'll be at home on the couch. If you need anything, just hit me up. I will say it does give me, I, I, I have been getting the feeling that Vince, I mean, I told you Vince is back in the office, but concentrating on selling the company. It doesn't feel, it does feel like that's real. That, and that a sale of the company is imminent. And I do, and I think that the Saudi thing deliberate or no is, is 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 a signal that i mean accurate or no is a signal that a sale is actually could be happening really soon um and i think that i think stephanie's departure sort of led some greens to the saudi rumor too right i mean because it's just like she stepped down the first time and then it was then in in hindsight it was she stepped down because all this shit was had just dropped about her dad she knew it no one else knew it right mm -hmm. and then and then now it just seems like why is she you know why is she gone again oh look the saudis are about to buy the company you know yeah um doesn't seem to be true but we will see um i think that uh i think that that if everything sort of stays the course uh you know <laughs> i don't even know what to say here everything this it's it's a very wild it's a it's just it's a it's a crazy time in pro wrestling um I hope that WWE um I hope that WWE finds happiness. I don't even know what to say here. I hope that WWE, <laughs> I hope that WWE figures out a I mean gets kind of gets past all this shit, you know? And I and I and I do think that you know, Triple H as as chief content officer has been a huge win so far and hope and hope that I hope that he gets to keep doing his job. I mean, people are fantasy booking all the different things that he would do, even what Stephanie would do separate from WWE. Mhm. Mm um, can, can I can, can I share a theory that I have about uh, out that's related to this, but kind of outside of the WWE of it all? Mm -hmm. um, last week was Wrestle Kingdom seventeen. Uh, that meant the debut of Mercedes Monet right. at, uh, in, in in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if it was ten hours. I don't know. I don't know what the time frame was, but it was relatively quick. We started hearing these rumors about a. Uh, the SEC filing events, you know, injecting himself back in. This week, the uh, the non-WWE rumor that's the biggest thing going on is if Mercedes is going to be there in AEW in LA to team oh, with no. Soraya. It was all of this done to kind of pop the wind from the sale of a Mercedes Monday AEW Dynamite debut tonight? I, literally, my notes for this say, taking spotlight from AEW. <laughs> Yes, yes, I win. Uh, I win. I don't so what know. you're saying is That's... what you say what you're saying is they saw WWE saw the the online wins that MLB had with the Carlos Correa fiasco mm -hmm. with him just signing with nine thousand teams and said, you know what? Maybe we should do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of on board with that. I'm kind no, of I'm kind mind. of with I it. I hate it. I I guess because I'm looking at it like, man, the idea of it's the idea of the company being sold was like, what does pro wrestling look like? Because right, I always right. thought this, that if WCW would have won the Monday Night Wars, 
pro wrestling as we know it would have been just, we would be saying, you remember when wrestling used to come on TV every week and we would have had just a bunch of indie promotions because eventually Tom Warner would have bought the company and we saw what happened once that happened. So I'm like, because WWE won, wrestling is what we know it and has certainly evolved. So when I look at it like, well, if WWE sells, who else is going to love wrestling the way Vince McMahon loves wrestling outside of Triple H? Triple H. Yeah. Um, it is, I mean, regardless of love, love aside, uh, <laughs> I do think that there is a, yeah, I mean, if your singular focus is 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 propelling forward this kind of never-ending or this whatever this this million car train because other because if it stops you don't have anything else to fall back on yeah i mean it's 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 a it, it it's it'll be interesting to see um mm-hmm. that said you know i mean wwe is sort of is a well-oiled machine i mean there's not you don't you don't have to love it to keep it moving um so yeah i mean it it it, it will be it will be interesting to see what happens the whole the whole sort of work aspect of this i mean i don't think this is a work I don't think that this is just a PR movement, but I don't think Darn. that they I don't think that they would regret that, right? I mean, I, here, listen. I do think that they that they're pretty savvy at, over at WWE about ways to own the press cycle and um I guarantee that some people at WWE watched like the all out brawl stuff transpire and just sort of stuck that in the back pocket. Just like if we ever need a week Maybe Bray Wyatt can go punch Triple H in the office <laughs> and just per- and fire, you know, just whatever. And then we'll work it into a storyline later on or something. You know, like it's uh, I, I do think that that stuff is 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 that's a part of any sort of, you know, conversation right now. Um, are there, I, I mean, they're doing the way, it right if they are, by the way. I, I had I had multiple non wrestling fan friends text me last yes. night mm-hmm. asking, is this true? As if I talking to Vince myself but it's it, the intrigue <laughs> is out there and it's right. did you talk to winning. Vince that would you, you could have just told me that up front you could have saved us a lot I of did yeah uh, I was I was <laughs> I did it's uh, I'm saving that for for the next pod though I'm, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna <laughs> tease the hell out of this thing yeah um. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by hotels.com I was traveling internationally last year I was in Mallorca I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Okay, well, uh, you mentioned Mercedes Monet. She, she, the rumors are that she's going to appear as Soraya's mystery partner on AEW Dynamite tonight. Um, I don't know. I think a lot of people have, definitely a lot of people have reported that. Um, one of the prominent ones was Stephen Mulhausen, who was the person who just deleted his tweet about the Saudis buying WWE. So uh, that will be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it does feel sort of inevitable at this point, but you keep hearing all this stuff about you know, WWE having quiet confidence that blah, 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 that won't happen. I, I don't know. Um, I think at this point, it's so far gone. It would be, it's it sort of, it would be malpractice if she's not going to be the mystery partner. And the mystery partner is not, you know, Wendy so Richter big. teleported in time from 1985. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's kind of it, it kind of feels like it'd be malpractice for aw to let us go into tonight wondering who it's going to be yeah. but i guess they did yeah. announce the partner is, is tony storm so i don't mean i don't know what else they could do well i guess they, not they, have people say that the boss and promos and stuff like that yeah the, stop, stop leaning on uh pro wrestling dirt cheek talk and just let them build a match which is i mean what's there is good you know you, you don't really you don't need mercedes in that tag team match to make it uh, exciting or at the very least uh, captivating, but uh, it helps. It would be a, it would be a huge huge get for them, um, and it doesn't take much to transform a division. You know, I mean, there's a lot of talent in that women's division. Um, it certainly is. Uh, you know, the storytelling and the booking has sort of been a problem, but. Uh, I mean, not not a not a not a consistent problem, but there have been stops and starts and stuff like that, and 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 I think that um, I think that there's a little, it's kind of a little bit of uncertainty built into it, both in term. I mean, Britt was has been a sort of anchor for the, for the division, but not, but but there's you know, uh, I think there are a lot of people who are sort of justifiably questioning the booking of her as a sort of never ending champ for a while, and then. Um, even recently, like when Soraya appeared and no one knew if she was going to wrestle for the first couple of months, you know, and they didn't right. even, and they right. never like talked about it. It's, it was a very bizarre sort of, it just kind of was a lot of hurry up and wait. So I think, but I, I do think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, some people, we said this on the mass man show on Monday, somebody was sort of fantasy booking. A lot of people actually were talking about the prospect of a kind of originals versus interlopers feud on the women's side and just sort of having, you know, Brit and and Sheeta and Jamie Hayter on one side and you have Soraya and Tony Storm and potentially Mercedes Monet on the other. And that just like is mouthwatering in terms of storytelling, yeah. right? That could be, mm -hmm. that could define women's wrestling, you know, especially, I mean, obviously in AEW, I mean, that, uh -huh. that could be just, just huge. So anyway, could, it, I hope that yeah. she shows up because I don't know. Uh, there were these weird rumors coming out that like WWE didn't think she was worth the money she was asking for, or didn't think she was worth Charlotte Flair money. Right. Um, I have no idea if any of that was true, but I can't tell you what is true. And I, WWE could definitely use her, but her value to AEW is greater than her value to WWE. I mean, in right. proportionally, which is to say she will, she would be another great, she would, you know, she would immediately be a top flight championship competitor, you know, contender on in WWE, but she will absolutely alter the perception and the reality of the women's division AEW in a way that is hard to put into words. So 100%. I think it could be, it could be really huge, but do we think she's going to be there? Brian? I, I, 
I think so, and I think she'll bring her fan base. Um, as somebody who has a daughter that falls into that range, when I showed her the New Japan clip, she got excited. She never watches AEW. I can guarantee that if Mercedes Monet is in AEW, she's watching. And you think about action figures, you think about all the stuff that the Sasha Banks brand had, you add that to Mercedes Monet, I think it makes AEW's women's division must-see television, and it helps elevate the talent around them to make Mm -hmm. them must-see TV. Because the other thing is, Mercedes got that title match in February. She's like, you know, we're about a month away. She needs all of the work reps she can get before she's in there with Cotty. She's got to duck that backhand. She got to make sure she's not catching <laughs> that elbow. So she get her in the ring, get her some reps with some women that can work. And, you know, I, I think it'll be beneficial for everybody except for WWE. And remember, those tickets are sold out. Those tickets are sold out. You can only go and fight, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's happening right around the corner from my house, and I can't believe I missed I missed the ticket sales for that. But I mean, I'm I'm excited for her to come through if she is going to debut tonight. I mean, obviously for for Mercedes, I'm a, obviously I'm a huge fan, but obviously for uh, and also for AEW's women's division because again, they've since they've kind of come on the scene with women's wrestling, they've been saying all the right things in regards to it, right? Like, they want to feature it. They want to do this. They, they say all the things that you want them to say. Mm-hmm. The execution of it has been, I don't know, hasn't been quite up to par of how they've been saying it. it with Mercedes in the mix, that's almost going to force their hand to actually execute what they've been, you know, in theory saying. And also, we'll finally get to really understand how to pronounce her last name. <laughs> We got Monet. we've got Monet, Monet. I, it's Monet. I, I just it's, want to know Monet. what it. Okay, all right. Thank yeah, you. I, Meltzer, just, I need Meltzer, that for my Meltzer was very. That's what I heard uh, on the American broadcast of Wrestle Kingdom. But but Meltzer apparently had got got a very specific. Um, you got the phonetic lesson. breakdown. Okay, yeah, Monet. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we are. You guys have any questions remaining, or are we all just going to sit around just just boiling, stewing in this stuff for the for the next couple of days? Man, it's I'm just sitting here <laughs> concerned. I'm like concerned the way wrestling going to look. I know it sounds crazy, here, but okay. let, me, let me just say this: I, if Triple H people are you know fantasy booking Triple H going to AEW, I started saying this earlier, and whatever, <laughs> starting his own them starting their own company. Nobody's I heard starting that their too. Own, nobody else is starting their own company. Um, although they probably will be very wealthy if the company gets sold. They're not going to, I mean, Vince is going to take the majority of that $6.5 billion for himself. And who knows, man, who knows what that, what that will looks like. I mean, that could be, you know, they could just like, he could pass away and they could open, they open it up and it just says, you know, no chance in hell. And then like, and it was like, <laughs> I'm donating it all to the Saudi investment fund or something, you know, like wow. we don't really know, oh, but, uh, Lord, but, but they're all going to be very wealthy. Are they going to be starter promotion wealthy? Probably not. I mean, not on the scale of AEW or WWE. It would not shock me at all, though, if, you know, if if I was Triple H, mm-hmm. made a lot of money, had a lot of money. And, I mean, you can take Stephanie at the sort of public, you know, the, the sort of face value, what I've been told and everything else. But she just wants to spend time with her kids, you know, like whatever. Like, she's got a lot of money. She's got to just go find happiness and not daily anxiety. I think there's a lot of, I mean, if I, if, if I were in their shoes, I'd probably do a similar thing. Although, you know, if I had some money to throw around 
and suddenly WWE is owned by a by a media company. They, listen, this part of it's big. If WWE gets bought by Comcast or Fox or whoever, there's going to be a lot less TV networks that are in business with WWE, presumably right. when when rights deals start getting renegotiated. And I don't know if that limits the number of A and E specials or whatever they could be doing kind of on the side, but I mm-hmm. think that it would probably get siloed pretty quickly. And yeah. what that means is there's a lot of opportunity for other companies that wouldn't necessarily. I mean that that I mean AEW and WWE will both be owned by media conglomerates, which limits your ability to work with those. But like. Is there any reason why, you know, Triple H or somebody couldn't start a a, a small time wrestling operation with like twelve wrestlers in a in a in a barn and sell it to yes. Netflix? I mean, is there is there any reason why that couldn't happen? You know, I mean, like it's I, I do think that there's probably there there might be more space out there for something small and interesting to happen than maybe there was before, but we'll see. I I think that this I think that. This, you know, we, we don't even know. We don't, this story is not written at all. So we shall, we'll, we will await word. What, closing question. Everybody think of your answer and then you have mm-hmm. to say what's in your head, okay? How, how many days until we're back here talking, <laughs> talking about this again? Let's just say we had no podcast on the schedule. When is the next emergency podcast going to be? Regarding the WWE sale, yeah, yeah, or someone else getting fired, it could be either one. I'm going Friday, Friday afternoon, just like they did with the Vince retirement Ooh. announcement. That number, that day jumped out to me as well. Friday, yeah, and also if, say- if it's this Friday, Friday the 13th, it's spooky. No, oh. Yeah. oh. No, because all the SEC stuff happened on January 6th, and I was already feeling bad. <laughs> Oh no! It's all I, it's all coming together. I meant I said two. I was thinking Tuesday just because I maybe out my mentally I was saying do not do anything on the thirteenth of. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was thinking I was thinking we were going to get some type of new information and then be back like Monday Tuesday because if the, if the Saudi deal happens, but SmackDown is still whatever that raw. Who knows what's going to happen on that raw? No chance at all could really be happening at the beginning of the show if they really wanted to. Yeah. Well, we will see. We will see. I think Vince's return to the screen would be significant, not just in the sense that, well, that would be significant for him to be there, but also just tells you a lot about the sort of headspace that the company's in. If they, if it is determined, I mean, to use the passive voice, if it is determined that that is a good idea. Right. Um, nice. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that Vince theoretically still has to sort of pay attention to is is his obligation to the other shareholders in WWE, right? And he could he can't sell the company to you know his mechanic for five hundred dollars because that would violate whatever fiduciary duty he has to the other shareholders. I do think that at some point there's there is a minority of shareholders who are already filing suit. Apparently, or there's rumors of it or whatever. Oh wow! Uh, I think that. You know, he, he he's claiming that Vince's claim is that he is his he is coming back be, because the sale is necessary and that his presence will help the value of the company. And he has to sort of publicly say that, I think, to validate his return. Obviously, he can't be like, I'm not sure if it's going to help, but I just want to be involved. 
then there's a case that he's harming the stock price of the company. Obviously, the stock price is going up because they're talking about selling it, etc. Um, but I do think him appearing on screen would be material, <laughs> would be a material piece of somebody's argument that he was not invested in the well-being of the company. But ratings will pop when he gets on screen, sort of like with the stock Huge. price. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll be really interesting. Although the last time he appeared on the screen, the last two times. Oh no, no, he didn't appear to say goodbye. Right? He just appeared. He just came out to do the together the forever. troll job. Yeah. 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 He trolled Which was, Love it, you. it was really empty. Jump off the steps. By the way, now weird. what is the what is the catchphrase? Now then forever together. Then now, then then now, now for, forever. Together. No. Forever. Together it's is the last brief. part of it. No, no. They added that is Vince it? added oh. together when he left yeah. and Stephanie You're put that. Right. When okay. I thought You're right. you know, we don't need to make then, any more jokes about this thing. But I did think it was sort of ironic that Stephanie put that in her farewell press release. Because then then is true. Then it's now, true. forever, and together, none of those are. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it's a catchphrase. I guess it doesn't have to, you know, we could see John Cena. So I guess catchphrases don't have to be true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm sure I'll see you back here in 45 minutes as the next news breaks. <laughs> WWE uh, has not been sold to the Saudis. As we hit stop on this recording, uh, it has not been sold to anybody. I can confirm that. This company looks like it's going to be sold. Uh, Stephanie McMahon is no longer a part of it. This is big news, and we will find out what it means as the days progress. Thanks for doing this, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us, man. That was fun. We should do it again. I think it's a great idea.